Well, uh, all you little children may go to your respective classes, yes. Now, I'm sure you know which one to go to. Excellent, excellent and excellent. And Jim is here today there, um, for the uh, slightly older children, so you can go out too if you want. You don't have to. Okay. Hey, Douglas. Do you remember, like before the service, you remember I said, hey, do we have the list? And I, you took me over and showed the list on the wall. So this was on that list. And I just want you to know. And, but I want you, I, what I should have said first is thank you so much for highlighting that. You're very good. I love you to pieces. You know that. And I'm thankful for you. So Bible reading plan. I hope you're reading the word. If you're not, if you don't have a plan you're on, we uh, put the plan out there. There is, there'll be a written one up there next week. And also, um, on Facebook, it's on uh, Valley Christian Prayer and Care. And so it's, uh, we put that up each day. You can comment there if you want. So we did just finish Acts, the book of Acts today. So we're, we're reading through the New Testament. We started with Matthew, then we did Mark, Luke, John. What came next? Acts. We just finished Acts today. And on... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, on Thursday, it's the 1st of June, and so that is when we will uh, start the book of Romans. Romans is next. So, the next three days, though, I want you to pick out a chapter in the Bible that you just want to read. Uh, for me, I just kind of want to go back. I want to read Genesis. Uh, I'm probably going to read... Genesis 1, and probably Psalms, the first chapter, and probably, I don't know, there'll be another one. I'll find another. I, I, there's so many choices. I'm trying to stay in the Old Testament for my next three days because we're reading right through the New Testament. Folks, I just want to encourage you with all that I am to read the Word of God. Be in the Word of God. You, we real, I taught about this a few weeks ago, but we need to know truth. And truth can only be found in the Word of God. There's so many crazy things out there that we can listen to. Thank you for that scripture. Oh, man, I love that scripture. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's a truth. And so uh, Jesus thought it was pretty important. So I encourage you to either be on a, some reading plan, but we provide one here. Uh, at Valley Christian for you so that you can uh, read along. So we want all of you to know the truth. Let me say one more thing about that. You cannot depend solely on coming once a week and listening to Doug or to me. And we always endeavor, never, ever, ever to teach anything but truth. But if we were to accidentally treat, uh, teach something that wasn't truth, you need to know we didn't, and you need to come talk to us about it. That's how we feel about it. We, I'm not, I don't know everything. You understand that? 
Doug, we know, we think he knows everything, but he doesn't. We are men. We are people. We are just like you. And so just serving the Lord. Amen. So uh, I want to say one more thing, and then I want to talk about what we're going to talk about. If I were an adult, it would be in Second uh, Corinthians, the fourth chapter. So I met a man this morning, first time I met him, Ken, and he brought up that he used to be involved in the um, bus ministry over there. And I told him I heard so many great testimonies. And he said, uh, well, don't believe everything you hear, but I told him the ones I heard are pretty awesome. And what God did in that ministry at that time, he had his hand all over it. And so many people got saved and brought to the Lord. So thank you for the testimonies. And I got to meet, uh, put a face with a name or face with that ministry. And thank you for how many people God caused you to touch. And amen. Amen. Give it to the Lord right now. Yes. Yes. So thankful. And Ken, thank you for sharing those testimonies. It's really good. So here's where we're at today. We're in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians. And we're going to talk about experiencing God and reflecting Christ. So I just want to read a few verses from 2 Corinthians And just finishing the 20th, 28th chapter of, of Acts today and seeing what Paul did, I'm just, I'm just blown away. Seriously. He went through so much. I mean, he, he went through shipwrecks and he went through uh, all kinds of persecution, uh, stoning. He, did, he went through everything. But he was focused on doing what God called him to do. And it was incredible, no matter what he was, where he was, what he was doing, no matter what, he was resolute. Here, I have a calling, and I'm going to share the gospel. And it didn't matter what people thought, he just shared the gospel. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. So here's a few things that he told the Corinthian church here in the fourth chapter. In 1 Corinthians 4, 5, Paul says, for what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Paul always taught about Jesus. It was for Jesus Christ, for his kingdom that Paul taught. It wasn't for himself. He wasn't trying to build his numbers up in his church. He wasn't trying to make a name for himself, he was there to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what he did without hesitancy. Second Corinthians, I, I really, uh, in the fourth chapter, seventh verse, this is a great, great scripture. But we have this treasure in jars of clay and earthen vessels to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Woo! He went through a lot more than I've gone through, and for him to say that is incredible. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, 
so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Finally, I, I can relate to this, and there's some of you sitting in this room today who could relate to this. 2 Corinthians 4.16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away. How many understand? Anybody? Anybody relate to that? Robert, you're too young. No. <laughs> How many know every day? I can always tell when I've walked more than two blocks. When I get up in the morning, I'm Anybody else get up like that? No? Oh, man. I must be ahead of you on wasting away. For though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Oh, man. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So today, like I said, I, I want to talk about if I were an adult, how would I experience God and reflect Christ? Let me start with this premise. If you truly experience God, you can't help but reflect Christ. You won't be able to contain it. So this is what I want to focus on today is how do we experience God? And so I, I want to talk about that for a few minutes. In uh, in the scripture, it says that Moses came down from Mount Sinai and had the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand, and he came down from the mountain. Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with God. So when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. He had so much of the glory of God shining through his life, coming through him, they had to put a veil over it. It was too bright. There are people I know, people who are walking with Jesus and just in such a, a great way, in such a close way, that their life shines. I love seeing, being with people that their life light shines. And whenever you've been with God and you've connected with God, whenever you've been in his presence truly and you receive from him, you can't help but reflect him. It's going to come out. So as I read that, this is what I'm wondering. What is it that causes us to experience God in that way? So I want to be like that. I, I don't necessarily want my face to be a light bulb. But I want my life to be a light bulb. I want to reflect Christ to everybody I can. So I, I, I don't like to call it work but I do drive around from time to time at Langdon Farms Golf Club. In fact, not only do I drive a golf cart at Langdon Farms, but I also, when I go over to school and do events, still drive a golf cart. like the golf cart a lot better at the school 
because it'll do 20 miles an hour. This is a true story. One time, I had to chase a ball from one end of the stadium to the other, and I came zooming by full speed. And Kathy Ludwig, our district superintendent, saw me go by, and when I came back, she came out and talked to me, said I was going too fast. So that's been a, uh, she's the district superintendent. I know her really well. We're friends. And so I said, okay, I'll slow down, and I didn't. So she, she it was, it's so much fun. But I'd rather drive the golf cart there, but I love that God lets me drive, drive a golf cart at both places. Listen to this. They pay me money to do that. What a blessing. I go, are you kidding me, God? Thanks. God blesses us so much. That's why I say every time someone asks me, how are you doing? I just tell, hey, I'm blessed because I am and so are you. Amen. So what is it that causes us to experience God? What is it that makes us come in face to face with him? How is it that we can be like Moses and, and experience the presence of God? How can you do that? Here's what I know. I can tell you what I think, this, that, and the other Here's my goal. I want us to take a few minutes in just a little bit, and I want us to experience God together. I'm going to kind of lead you through a thing, and if you want to do it, it'd be great, because what I desire more than anything is that we experience God, because I totally want us to reflect Christ together. So how is it that I can experience God? What is it that gets me close to God? More importantly, how can I recognize that his presence is with me? 1 Samuel, the 13th chapter, says this. The Lord's talking about who he's going to choose as king. He says, but now your kingdom shall not endure, talking to Saul. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. The Lord has sought for himself a man, if I want to be politically correct, I'll say a person, after God's own heart. And that's what, that was God's intent. So when he chose David to lead the kingdom, it was because David was a man after God's own heart. So how did that happen? How does that come about? Why does David get such favor from the Lord? But we have favor from the Lord too. I'll talk about that in a minute. Stay with me and we'll get, Giddy up here in a minute. So the Lord says, he has sought out for himself a manner after his own heart. And the Lord has appointed him as ruler over his people. So that's what God did. David, a shepherd that nobody had any regard for, was appointed as the king over all of Israel. What is it? And I, I've been praying about this, and what is it? There's so many things. I mean, what is it about David that God says, what? he's a man after my own heart? What is it? What is it about that man that God said, he's a man after my own heart? I want to know because I want to be a man after God's own heart. I want you to know 
Because I want us all to be people after God's own heart. And I'm going to tell you what I think. Because it's pretty consistent throughout Scripture. I'm going to tell you what I think. And I'll just come right out with it right up front. There's two characteristics. These aren't the only ones. Two characteristics. that David was obedient. But he, he fell and failed. How many know that? Yes. But he was a man after God's own heart. This is what I believe. David was thankful. Look at the book of Psalms. Over and over and over again, he talks about how thankful he is for God, thank, thankful for what all God's done over and over and over again. And certainly, he, the 119th Psalm spends like chapters and chapters and chapters uh, about the word of God. That was important. But there's something about being thankful, I believe, that led to the second thing. Here, listen to me. He was thankful and he was humble. See, gratitude leads to humility. He was thankful. And whenever you're thankful, sincerely thankful, it touches, it puts you in a position where you're also humble. Humility is like a magnet to God. It's like a magnet to God. He sees a humble heart and he's just drawn to it. How many of you have ever been really hungry? You know, you're not supposed to go to the store when you're really hungry. You know that? I do. I know. I've learned that, but I still go to the store hungry. So, what is it about humility? It's like, you, have you ever been really hungry and you smell something that you really like? Maybe you really like barbecued ribs. How many like barbecued ribs? Hey, hey, hey. And you're just starving and you smell barbecued ribs. You go, where are they? I want them. See. God is drawn to us when our hearts are humble. And gratitude, being thankful to him is going to produce in us a humility that we cannot produce ourselves. But when I do humble my heart under his mighty hand, when I do that, God's drawn to that and I'm in his presence. And I know I'm in his presence. I believe that God never leaves us nor forsakes us. I believe that God will always love us no matter what. But we get cut off our own selves. The veil of the flesh covers us and keeps us from seeing God. So God wants us to see him. God wants us to connect with him, and he wants to connect with us. He was grateful, and he was humble. And God said, that's a man after my own heart. About a week ago, it was actually a week ago today, and I was in the midst of waking up. So, and I don't know this, what I had was a dream. I don't know if it was a vision. I don't know if I just was in my mind after I woke up. 
But all I know is God let me see this. And I don't want to dwell. So I, you know, I've given you my testimony several times. Um, and so I don't, I don't dwell on that. I've moved on. I am not what I, who I used to be. I am a different person. I am not the same. I've been transformed by Jesus. I've been renewed. I've been saved. I've been set free by his grace. But in that midst, I don't, like I said, I couldn't tell you if it was a dream or a vision or whatever, and I don't want to sound too overly spiritual because God didn't let me see this because of me being so spiritual, probably the opposite. But God let me relive some instances in my early life. But when I was reliving them, it was, it was like he wasn't, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, he was there, and I'll tell you that about that in a minute. But it was as if he wasn't there. I, can't, I felt desperate. I mean, I remembered when I, <laughs> okay, I was really stupid, and I made a lot of stupid decisions, and you know that. But I thank God that in spite of myself, he saved me and set me free. Because it's not based on me. It's based on him and his grace and his mercy. All I've got, I've got Jesus. And I'm like my brother Douglas. We're in process. And I still haven't arrived. But I remembered when I uh, took a whole tube of motion sickness pills so I could get high. One of the side effects of those um, pills uh, is you can, can really affect your blood pressure adversely. It can also give you hallucinations. I don't say this proudly. I'm just telling you, God let me relive that almost in real time where it was so vivid and so real and I was going, I wanted to scream. It was awful. And then he let me relive a, a basically I'll let you know that this guy saw me wandering around in the, in, in the, near the park in Madera, California and, um, he picked me up. Um, he was going to work. It was like 3 or 4 in the morning, and he picked me up, and I told him where I was going, and um, I was seeing things, and I was telling him about it. And he said, well, let me take you over to, the, <laughs> to somebody who can help you. And I didn't care. I said, sure. And had he not done that, I, had that not happened, had not God intervened, uh, they said I likely would have died. And um, they took me to end up in the hospital, and I was out of it for three days. But I'm in such a different place now, and I relive that in real time. And it was horrible. Another time, I remember he let me, Lord, let remember, brought to my memory when I went down. I was with a bunch of guys that took a bunch of second all. And... That's the last thing I remember. The next thing I woke up in my grandmother's front yard, missing a boot and a, about $100 because the money was in my boot. <laughs> Those are my friends. And there were several other instances that God let me relive. Now, what I'm saying to you is they were so real to me. I mean, it was awful. And I woke up enough and asked the Lord, 
God, why? Why? Why are you, why is that happening? I hate that. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, because I want you to know that I was there. And you're here now because I was there then. And had he not been there, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> Let me say this. We're going to come back to it in a minute. You're here now because he was there then. And I don't know what your story or your testimony is. I don't know what you've walked through or been through. But you are here now because he was there then. See, that's why, and if you said this, please, I don't hold this against you. That's why don't tell me I'm lucky. I am not lucky. I hate that term applied to me. Don't do it, please. I am totally blessed. God has blessed me. He saved me. I am here by his grace. I am here by his mercy. And that's it. I am not lucky. And here's the truth. Neither are you. You're not lucky. You're blessed. Because you wouldn't be here now if he wasn't there then and has been with you every step of the way. Sincere gratitude is the fertile soil for humility. Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father, through God the Father. Hebrews, therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude. Let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Psalms, the 50th chapter says, he who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and to him who orders his way aright, I shall show the salvation of God. Hebrews, through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that gives thanks to his name, and do not neglect doing good and sharing for the such sacrifices that God is pleased Humility is like a strong magnet, as I said. So I believe thanksgiving leads to humility. Isaiah, the 66th chapter, has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor. Those are the, are the humble and the contrite in spirit who tremble at my word. James is, uh, 4, but he gives a greater grace, therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Psalms, the 25th chapter, says he, he leads the humble in justice and teaches the humble his way. Humble yourselves in the presence, James says, in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. In 1 Peter, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. And finally, in 2 Corinthians, we already have that. We've already talked about that. So here's what I want. Here's what I'm asking us to do together. And this is what God put in my heart to do. I find it far too easy to complain. 
I find it far too easy sometimes to have a bad attitude because things didn't break my way. I find it far too easy for me to get upset because God didn't do what I prayed for him to do. Because after all, it should be my way, right? Humility says, not my will, Lord, but yours. Jesus prayed in the 17th chapter of John. If it be possible for this cup to pray, pass from me as he was headed to the cross, let that be. Nevertheless, Father, not my will, but your will. Humility. So I'm going to ask you to do something with me, and I'm hoping you will join me in this. I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. Try not to go to sleep, though. And I just want you to think of things you've been through. Some of you have been, I know some of your stories. I know things you've been through. I know things you've faced. I know, I know tragedies that you've encountered. I know, I know it's hard. But I want you to take a minute today, this morning, together, and I'd like us to experience God together, and I'd like to do that by just thanking God that he was there because now I'm here. You're here. So I want you to think of things you've been through, hard times, when you have forgotten, you've forgotten that God was there. And then... I just want you to start thanking God for it. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for all you've brought me through. Take a minute and just think of some instances that have broken your heart, and I want you to thank God that he was there. I pray every one of us, Lord, can just give you thanks for all you brought us through. Every trial, every test, every heartache, thank you for what you've done, Jesus. We're so thankful because we're here today, because you were there then. Thank you for saving our lives. Thank you for getting us through every single situation. In Jesus' name. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee how great thou art how great thou art thank you lord you are great we are your servants and we give you thanks today help us to humble ourselves under your mighty hand so we can experience you in the name of jesus
Amen. Say amen. Yes. And I want you to, every time you get a chance, I want you to go back, and those times are bugging you. Why'd that happen? Why'd that happen? Oh, we're going to leave. You can, it's okay to get up. We're going to leave here in a second. Uh, we need to make sure we're giving God thanks for what he's done. Think about it. You're still here. Can you say amen? Praise God. Yes. Only because he was there. And he's still there forever and ever. Amen. Have a great week.